everyone, and welcome to O, a podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games, brought to you by O-Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of O-Rock Studios. And I'm Michael Gray, the head writer for O-Rock Studios. How you doing, Michael? I guess I'm doing okay. How how are you? Uh, I think we've got a number of things to be talking about this this <laughs> month, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm doing pretty well. Uh, this has nothing to do with video games, but we finally have heat in my house now, which is which is very good for winter in upstate New York. Oh, that's that's very good. Yeah, we got this cool new geothermal system that like pulls heat from the earth and uses it to warm your house. It's very very fancy. That that's that doesn't even sound possible. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Like it's basically just a giant magic box in my so basement. So it's got as like a, a like a magma tunnel from <laughs> yeah. deep inside the earth going up oh, to your house. <laughs> it was fun. They had to they had to dig up like our entire backyard. Our entire we have we don't have a yard so much as a mud field now. Uh, they they dug up the whole thing and they laid down all these tubes and wires and stuff and connected to the house and you know, it's magic is a much easier explanation as far as i'm concerned but it's cool it doesn't use oil or propane um it just uses electricity to run the thing but you know the heat itself is just being carried into the house through these tubes and pipes and stuff that sounds cool yeah yeah very very environmentally friendly which which is one of the reasons we wanted to do it. we figured if we're upgrading the house we might as well uh kill the environment a little bit less in doing so that sounds good. I wish we could do something like that here, where it rains all the time. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. you went to a, a convention, I believe. Yes, I did. Uh, last weekend, yeah, I was at Retro Game Con here in upstate New York, over in uh, Syracuse. Uh, it was really cool. It was uh, so it's a convention, as you can tell by the name, based on old school games. Um, it was actually mostly um, vendors. Like, there were a lot of people selling old games, a lot of artists uh, selling prints and coffee mugs. And uh, there was one near, right near me that was selling, like, these cool stained glass uh, video game characters, which I thought was very, very fancy. Um, but there weren't actually that many developers. There was literally three indie developers at the whole thing. <laughs> it, was, it was mostly arts and crafts and, and cartridges. Um, well, I, I guess because it's retro games, I mean, it yeah. have to be people who make <laughs> retro-style video games, or you could dig up the people who made the games in, like, the 70s and 80s. Which is something else they did, actually. They had um, David Crane, uh, the guy who made Pitfall, old, like, Atari game, I think, um, which I've played a few times, but it, it's not something I'm super familiar with. Uh, and they also had uh, two of the guys who did motion capture for the old Mortal Kombat games on Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. And that was that was pretty cool. Like you could get uh, a lot of people were getting pictures posing with the Mortal Kombat dudes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just me and, and two other indie developer tables. We uh, we all made sure to hang out a couple of times throughout the the two day convention. Um, it was fun for the. This is the first, a uh, couple of firsts for me actually. So it was the first time I've ever run one of these tables just totally solo. I usually have uh, my wife Lizzo or, or some other friends or, or you know other people involved in the whatever project I'm promoting. But but this one was just me, <laughs> um, and that worked out a lot better than I thought it was going to. Like my, <laughs> my main concern was like. What if I have to pee in the middle of the convention and then, you know, someone steals my laptop? But it was, you know, pretty easy to just 
talk to the people who set up a table across from me and say, hey, can you watch my laptop for two seconds? <laughs> and then they stole your laptop. And then they stole it. No. Well, that was the other thing. So I had I had one laptop set up um, showing off the game I was showing, and it was like a Windows Vista thing. It was like uh, Lizzo's old like college laptop, so... No one was gonna steal that. Like it wasn't. It wasn't worth the effort to to steal it, to carry it. Even like you would not have made any money selling that. Uh, but yeah, so I was all all by myself. But that that worked out okay. Um, and it was also the first time I've been at a convention where I've been able to sell something. Um, like before. Um, so I've done two other conventions like this. One was before the game was finished so I couldn't sell it. And the other was the Smithsonian convention a couple months ago, and we were not allowed to sell anything uh, on the Smithsonian grounds. It might have actually been illegal to do so. Um, but this time I, I came with like a whole binder full of Steam codes. Um, so I was showing off uh, The Beard in the Mirror, my point-and-click adventure that I released last year, and I was selling codes for that at you know a discount and codes for Cat President and Awkward Steve. And I'm happy to report that I made enough money selling codes to pay for the table that I set up there. <laughs> like, oh. they charged... It was uh, $100 to to set up a table, and uh, I had to pay $40 extra for electricity, which I was a little not happy about. <laughs> but I guess, you know, since it wasn't, like, a game developer thing, you know, a lot of the tables didn't need electricity, so it was an additional expense on everyone's end. Um, do they do they not have giant geothermal tubes running yeah. down? <laughs> they did not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I I did manage to sell enough codes uh, for various games to uh, to make up the cost and made like a little profit. So that was that was cool. Okay, so uh, basically the the way it worked is you printed out these codes ahead of yes, time. How does this I work? Did. I don't know anything about Steam. I know you gave me a Steam code for Francie and Friends, and I haven't yes. even touched that. Oh, actually. you're killing me. You're killing me. Yeah, so um, as a developer, you are able to, on Steam, basically generate as many download codes as you need for whatever reason. So, like, before a game comes out, I'll go on the website and generate, you know, 30 or 40 pre-release codes that I can then distribute with press releases, and then people can use the code on Steam to download the game for free. Um, and then after release, you can do the same thing, just with you know post-release codes, um, retail codes. Uh, so I generated uh, 100 for The Beard in the Mirror, since that was the game I was actually showing, and then 50 for Steve and Cat President. And yeah, it was basically what you said. I put them in a piece of paper, and I, you know, or I printed them out on little tiny pieces of paper and had them in uh, separate envelopes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was kind of fun. A, a couple of times I did have to explain to people what Steam was, and I'm a little nervous that they bought a code and then they're going to get home and have no idea how to use it. Um, but if there were people who didn't seem to know what Steam was or what was happening, uh, I made sure to give them my business card, too, and say that they could email me if they're having any trouble getting it set up. So. Okay, I'll, I'll try to get Steam set up right now. It looks like it's auto-updating. <laughs> um, that seems to happen every time I start Steam. Yeah, that happens to me, too. It's okay, kind of so it's not just me. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, so have my table. I got to meet a bunch of cool people. Um, yeah. Oh, 
I mean, there's a lot of lot of different people I talked to. One of my favorites, though, were these uh, these two little kids that that they turned, they looked at my computer, their eyes went really wide, and they said, "Is that Undertale?" <laughs> it was it was not Undertale. And when I told them that, I I have never seen a look of disappointment on a child's face quite like that. Oh, so yeah. what's Undertale? <laughs> It's a very, very, very popular, uh, it's sort of an RPG indie game, um, but instead of combat, you can choose to, like, kind of placate your enemies, or, or, I, I don't really understand it, I haven't played it that much, but you have different options that let you do, like, a peaceful playthrough of the game instead of, uh, instead of just murdering everything you find. Okay, okay, I, I, also, I've never played that. Minecraft or seen it at all. I yeah. know that's also something very popular. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I can't believe you're not doing Minecraft for your channel. The podcast about playing games. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And making games. We we tend to highlight the uh, making games part a little more. Something's downloading. Okay, so let me see. So add a game. Uh, that's not Oh, no, that 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 clearly was not it. How how do I add my Steam? Oh, it code? should it should be. Uh, oh man, I need now. I need to open Steam. There's gonna be a big update for me. No, it should be. Um, uh, under add a game, there should be like activate a code or something like that. Activate, I think, is the keyword we're looking for. Yeah, games. Activate to... a product on that's Steam. It. Under that's what games. you want. Okay. Yeah. So next, if you put the fancy code in there, it should let you install it. And then you can start uh, unlocking all the achievements, if you want. Uh, it looks like Francie Drew and Friends Collection for beta testing. Oh, boy. That's it. And I could print my receipt. <laughs> so are all my games just the games that are games? Anyway, um, okay, well, I guess as we've indicated, what's going on with Francie Drew? It's coming out in yes. the December 5th. Yes, December the 5th. Yeah, uh, we're big launch day coming up. I just sent out um, my press releases and stuff last week. Have not gotten much of a response from them, which was a little disheartening. Um, but we're going to see what happens. <laughs> How do I pause the download? I think it's it's stealing. Uh, here we go. Pause button. Cool. Oh, is it is it messing up your internet connection? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so... Yeah. So yeah, no, I I I figured on December fifth. Oh man, that's a Tuesday though. Well, I wanted to oh, try one. Sorry, of those. is that a bad day? Yeah, I wanted to try one of those Twitter uh, text adventures, but I guess it'd have oh, to be at night time. Uh, you, hmm. you could do it the weekend before the release. Uh, I guess would, you're right. I don't know if that would be better or worse for you. So that'd yeah. be like this next weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have to think of puzzles or things like that. Yeah. No, I was actually going to do one because um, sort of like the second Francie Drew game is sort of a takeoff of the second Nancy Drew game. So I, I figured I might as well yeah. go back into the first Nancy Drew game. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, getting getting tester feedback on the second Francie Drew game. Uh, one of the testers mentioned how much he enjoyed that it was a kind of a takeoff on on, on that game and and how he enjoyed he like pointed out a few elements that were parodies of of the original that I didn't even realize were parodies <laughs> I just thought were parts of the game <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I guess perhaps I should have played the uh, the, the Nancy Drew game. Stay tuned while for we're danger. working on it. Yeah, no. stay tuned for danger. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I just got back um, all the feedback um, from my testers for uh, Mermaid Mission Titanic. Oh yeah, so this is interesting. I sent it off to like six testers. Uh, four of them got back to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I just I just compiled their stuff, and some of it makes me happy, and some of it some of it makes me sad. In fact, oh. most of it makes me sad. There there like <laughs> three pages of uh, typo, 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 and then both people who who went through all the typos said breakfast was a, a typo breakfast is a verb what come on you can use breakfast as a verb to breakfast hmm yeah merm- can, our, wait. our mermaid breakfasted afterwards i guess i don't know i guess hmm no and this one person's like an extreme mermaid uh where mermaid expert in his <laughs> referring to all these mermaid like movies and books and things like that it's like what mermaids don't speak Latin. <laughs> well, it's like here's the book with I'm, the real mermaid language. I'm gonna be like, my mermaid speaks Latin. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, that's that's always fun to to get the big list of feedback and to process it, and you know, use what is helpful and kind of discard stuff that isn't. <laughs> it happens. Sometimes people have different ideas for what they think your game should be that don't really align with what you want it to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we got some some good things. Um, yeah. I think the hard part is when um, some people, I mean, the testers disagree. For example, this one character, um, his name is Eugene Philictus. Uh, that's basically just Greek for fish lover. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I was like, should I change the name? It's not one of those names that you can pick. You could pick some of the names for characters, but not that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me see. Somebody says, no, you need to change the last name. Somebody says, no, you need to change the first name. <laughs> and then the other two people, I like it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right. Well, clearly you have to throw it away. Sorry, the <laughs> name's gone. Yeah, okay. Yeah, somebody said, oh, no, 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 no. A fish lover is ictophile, not philictus. I'm like, oh, come on. Oh, no. Whether you put ictus in the first or the last part, I think it works. Yeah, I wonder if it's ictophile or philictus, though. I, I mean, what I did was lover or fish, and obviously fish, the the other things, fish lover, they just... Oh, gosh. It's like Theodore and Dorothy, where you just take the Thea part and put it in the front of the word, or or in the back Mm -hmm. of the word. It basically means the exact same thing. That's what I was kind of going for with Philictus there. Now, let me see. What's some other fun things? The scene where the mother's talking to the child. It's like, okay, it's time to go to bed for real. And somebody, you know, one of the testers is like, it's... It's like, no parent would really say that to their child. Come on. I'm like, we say that to our kid all the time. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, people seem to be agreeing about how long it takes to to, to play the game. So, okay. How long is it? It's about an hour. Okay. So I got one to two hours, 45 minutes to an hour, a couple hours, and then one hour, 15 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so it's like an hour and a half, mm-hmm. something like that. Some typos were on purpose, and then some of these typos were definitely yeah. not on purpose. <laughs> I just wanted to indicate this character can't speak English because she is yeah. literally a fish who came from the sea. <laughs> yeah, that happened uh, with with the Francie Drew and Friends testing, too. People were catching typos that we'd, we had somehow missed, even though we've been working on these games for like a year, year and a half, whatever it's been. <laughs> oh, well. It's amazing. What I think is strange is, you know, because I'm writing Pride and Prejudice, and there are typos which I definitely did not write, which I'm just seeing, and it makes me sad because <laughs> I'm not really proofreading the game. So now uh, I'll have to you proofread just, You just it blame now. Diana for those ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, man. You know, I, I write about, okay, this, uh, you know, I, I saw the same thing last week, and somehow... I summered last week. I'm like, what? Summered isn't even a word, is it? If breakfasted is a word. Breakfast is is a word. It's like lunch. <sighs> Have you heard about lunch? 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 No, I haven't heard we about lunch. We lunched at noon. Oh, come no, on. we ate lunch at noon. Oh, come on. Aw. <laughs> No, oh, okay. Well, here, let me let me let me clarify my argument. My argument isn't that it isn't a word, just that I haven't heard it used that way. I I I, oh, okay, I don't know yeah. that I would necessarily mark it as a typo, but it was okay. It was me trying to make it sound more Britishy. Um, I guess oh, that was wrong because okay. this game takes place in London. Um, hmm. but have you been using uh, British English, like British spelling, with all the U's everywhere? No, I haven't. Hmm. That that might help uh, sell the tone a little better. That might, Um, yeah. Of course, but there would also be a bit of a project to go back and change everything to British spelling at this point. Yeah, to be fair, there are only three of the characters who are actually British. Oh, (laughs) Um, oh, okay. But, I mean, even though the game takes place in Britain, so just throw in a couple of mads instead of crazies and I'll be be good. (laughs) Yeah, okay, well, that's basically what's been going on with... um, the, the mermaid game basically you know i got, cool. i heard back from the testers i decided to give uh, another week because it was thanksgiving for um to hear back from the other two testers and they mm-hmm. they haven't <laughs> just, they got my email and just ignored it or my Aww. my twitter message and just ignored it so i'm like oh so i mean i guess what i do now is i get to uh i get to go through all of the the responses from the testers make make the appropriate changes i think something mm-hmm. which helped a lot is um uh, they notice several places where we just they just straight up say the character's name is heroine rather than um, <laughs> what the actual name is because I yeah, the variable I use the word yeah. the variables that I set for yeah. people's characters' names rather than their actual names. Yeah, that happened a few times in Cat President too when we were originally working on it, where I would just you know I'd be copying and pasting the script from Word into RenPy. And the script would say heroine, and I wouldn't always be smart enough to catch it and replace it with the actual variable. Um, I eventually learned to just start doing con- a control F for heroine to find everything. <laughs> but it took me a few uh, a few issues to figure that out. Yeah, well, I don't understand why anybody wouldn't go with the default name of Flipsy for the dolphin. That is clearly the best <laughs> name ever. <laughs> um. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Um, speaking of Cat President, did you see that we had a patch go up um, last week for it, or earlier this I week? I did, and I had a question yeah. about that. Oh boy! Oh, I okay. saw that on Steam. You said you updated a a, a Grumpy Cat joke. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice that. I did. 
I couldn't help myself. jokes without my permission. Oh, my. (laughs) It was a really good joke, though. Um, It was a guy I met at the convention. We were talking about Cat President. Um, Him and a few other people, they were asking if we made any Grumpy Cat jokes. Is Grumpy Cat in the game? Stuff like that. And I was like, no, Grumpy Cat's not in the game. We couldn't, we couldn't get the, we could not secure the rights to Grumpy Cat. Did we, Um, like, I think it's at one point in the Thunderpaw pathway, he says he got an endorsement from Grouchy Cat Internet Celebrity. And I think so. That's what I, that's what I changed. Okay, okay, because I know that was the closest we had to a grumpy cat reference. Yeah. So that yeah, it was Grouchy Cat, and I told them that we had a reference to Grouchy Cat, and then they laughed, and then they said it should be something like slightly discontented cat, and I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry, I went behind your back and changed Grouchy Cat to slightly discontented cat. Just because I couldn't stop laughing when he said it at the at the convention, I, and I gave him a, a shout out in the in the patch notes too for that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cute. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. I know um, in the, the- Thunderpaw DLC, his friend is uh, bully. That's actually the name <laughs> of his friend, bully. <laughs> uh, yeah. The other the other thing was um I was watching a, a let's play of Cat President, which I I want to do when they come cross my path. And someone pointed out a typo in, uh, I think it was DJ Nibbles in one of the chapter screens that I had created. So this one's totally on me. Uh, it was supposed to say uh, chapter one in which you kind of wish you picked a candidate who had any idea what they're doing, something like that. Mm-hmm. What it actually said was a candidate who had any idea what their dong <laughs> And somehow, a year and a half later, however long it's been, I never noticed that until this random guy in a Let's Play where he kind of made fun of the game a lot and did not seem to enjoy it. But he he, he pointed that out, and so I, I was sure to, to change that in the new patch. Yeah, that was fun. So, But that's something I like doing, because um, Steam tells us in advance when the new seasonal sales are going to be, right? So I knew when the autumn sale was happening so what i like to do is if i can is update at least one of our games a couple of days before the sale so that when people find the game they see that oh wow this game's been recently updated the developers are are still actively working on it and that i i feel like that might act as sort of incentive for them to want to check the game out a little further Mm -hmm. um so that was why i specifically I, i kind of save my patches for when a sale is about to happen just for that reason it's a little little tricksy but uh, I like, I don't know, it makes sense to me. Um, I think I might be doing an Awkward Steve patch uh, for the winter sale, which is happening. Uh, um, and I just bleeped that out because uh, I'm not supposed to be telling people that. But I can tell you because you're a developer. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't make a difference to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I'm, I think I'm legally not allowed to to tell the, the general public. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. Um, and I might be patching... Uh, I was thinking I might patch the Beard in the Mirror next year, too, and maybe add achievements to it, because I figured out how to do that, finally. No, you figured out how to do that on AGS? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, was, I read some stuff about it online that I, I guess I had not found before, and it looks like it, it might not be as complicated as I thought it would be, so I might play around with that, uh, or play around with that maybe next year before whenever the spring sale is going to be. Okay, sounds good. So that's the update on updates. Yay. I think I said earlier today I tried to record um, stuff with the baby for 
Uh, yeah, you sent the, me a video for Internet game. Court. Yeah, Internet Court. That's the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten a chance. I, I see it sitting in my inbox, and I was about to start downloading it before we recorded, but then I figured I'd have the same issue that you were just having with Steam, uh, where it would screw up my internet connection, and then I wouldn't be able to podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, that totally makes sense. So, uh... <laughs> It's kind of hard to get the baby to uh, sit still for like ten minutes. Oh uh, no! Basically, we had we put her in her high chair. Um, I think we're gonna have to re-record the dialogue. I mean, it's plenty of footage. Mm-hmm. I just let the camera roll the entire time. While, okay. Yeah. While Katie just like read each line like three times, but okay. Not, I think what it's gonna have to end up being is that you'll just just get audio to match the video later i suppose yeah i can do that i mean i can we can either re-record it or if the dialogue itself sounds okay in the in the video i can separate the dialogue from the video and make them two separate files and then kind of remix them as needed mm-hmm. yeah so i'll um i'll check it out probably tomorrow um that's a fun thing now that i finished francie drew i can officially put internet court on my official master game dev schedule, so I can actually set aside time specifically to work on it. Uh, and Monday is, in fact, one of the days I'm supposed to work on it a little bit, so the, uh, that'll work out really well for me. <laughs> okay, put it right next to uh, the goatee in the mirror. Yeah, <laughs> the goatee in the mirror. Oh, no. Uh, there, there, are, there are a couple of reviews on Steam for the Beard in the Mirror from people who want a sequel. I, it's almost definitely not happening, but I really like that name. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, what else? Um, I think the only other thing I'm I'm working on right now for video games is uh, I've been t- I started the Pride and Prejudice text game. Um, right. So while I was waiting for people to get back to me um, with the uh, you know the uh, the mermaid stuff, waiting for the testers to get back to me, basically I I started on this this Pride and Prejudice text game, which um, Diana Gray and I outlined like four years ago. Or something. We wrote like the first five or so chapters and then stopped um, and thought that would be a, a, a good test. So now I'm uh, uh, going back and actually uh, finishing the game. What page? I'm on page 199. <laughs> um, oh boy. This this game just ended up ballooning. Um, it It's just amazing how much it ballooned. Because basically what happens is I write a chapter and then I have to go back and rewrite the entire chapter if, uh, you know, you picked Mr. Collins as the bachelor you're pursuing and rewrite it again, what, here's what it is if Mr. Bingley is the, uh, the bachelor you're pursuing. And uh, I think it's going to split up a couple more. Uh, I've already gotten to the point where you can get yourself locked into the, the, the Colonel Fitzwilliam pathway. So it's, I think it's only one or two more places left where, where the pathway will possibly split up. Are you uh, are you doing this one in RenPy or in ChoiceScript, or are you just kind of writing it in Word right now? I'm writing it in ChoiceScript. In ChoiceScript, cool, fancy. Yeah, RenPy would involve graphics. <laughs> <laughs> and no, this one is definitely uh, text heavy. It's it's intentionally text heavy because it's yeah. it's, it's a book. Uh, I feel like yeah. I, I'm a little worried that going back, uh, the first like five chapters won't at all match the writing style I'm doing in the, these final chapters, but. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, I know with the Sherlock Holmes game, you were able to find, like, original art from the original book. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. 
to it. Yeah. Do you, is that something you can do with Pride and Prejudice? Is there like, you know, an old, you know, whatever, 1800s or whatever version that has illustrations in it that you can use? No, there's only like the one oh. picture that's public domain, the frontispiece, which is a really boring scene, actually. You know, when you read the old books, they've got like a full page illustration in front of the title page. Yeah. And half the time, it's just you have no idea what the artist was thinking. Did they flip to a random page and just decide, there, I'm drawing this page? You know, sometimes they're drawing a picture of, like, you know, the the big climactic scene, but um, the one for Pride and Prejudice, and you can see this on the Wikipedia page, is Mr. Collins um, talking to the father, protesting, oh, no, 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 it's it's no trouble at all for me to, to, to go to a dance. Even though Mr. Collins is a priest, priest in training, I think. No, he's a he's a full blown priest. Anyway, that's the scene. Um, <laughs> I feel like they do that with uh, Animorphs too. Uh, Animorphs podcast I listen to, they always comment on that how the scene that they put right in the beginning before the title page, like you were saying, is like it's not like a major pivotal scene from the book. It's just like a scene. <laughs> I feel like Animorphs is kind of stuck because they wanted to have a different animal on every cover. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's some books like book number 23 where uh, you know, Tobias had to morph a rabbit just so he would have a different animal morph for the cover. <laughs> and then you get things later where it's like, I don't know, let's have Axe turn into a cow, I guess. I guess <laughs> that's what the cover is going to be now. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, anyway... um, yeah, with Prime Prejudice, I'm just just going through the process of uh, or just writing it out. Basically, I'm writing the game over the actual text of the book at this point. Cool. It's interesting to see how the uh, outline matches up with the actual thing. It's interesting in a very boring way because I think, <laughs> like I said, it was four years ago. So I think Diane and I just made the list of like the important scenes or the interesting scenes that we thought should be in there, and um. I think we we ended up with like 21 and then now me, you know, going back years later and trying to make the game actually fit. It's like, wow, there are a lot of points where it's like, oh, we skipped nine chapters in in our list of what we wanted to keep in the game because there are just lots of places in the book where nothing happens for an extended period of time. Mm I think even at one point in the game, I point out, it's like, one does not need dozens of pages to describe what happened next, is my introduction to a one segment where I, I summarize two whole chapters in, in like two paragraphs. So it's it's interesting how it seems to be balancing out that every three chapters of the book is about one chapter of, of the game. Yeah. Not trying that on purpose, but it just kind of worked out that way. Man, yeah. There's one chapter which is all just one letter. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, I thought you meant letter of the alphabet. (laughs) It's the letter Q. (laughs) It's just a giant letter Q. That's the whole thing. No. Sorry. I know Uh, that was an extremely dumb interpretation of your statement, and I apologize. (laughs) It's okay. Yeah, no, no, no. It's an extremely long letter, actually. It's one of the longer yeah. chapters. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. still, it's uh, one whole chapter, which is a letter, and then the next chapter is an explanation of what it was like when she was reading the letter, and then rereads it, and, and, and thinks about it. 
I, I put those two into one chapter in the game. Uh, I kind of, kind of, you know, I, I was really tempted to just copy paste the entire letter, but no, I went and rewrote over it because I'm a nice guy. I actually actually give the players uh, an option. It's like, do you want to read the whole letter or do you just want a summary? <laughs> That's handy. And, and the summary is still kind of long, too. It's a two-page summary. <laughs> But I mean, that's still yeah, faster. This than sounds a... like it's quite a letter. Good lord! Yes, well, Mister Darcy had to uh, justify himself after after being brutally attacked. She wounded his character. It, it's funny, you no, know, he he proposed proposes to her, and instead she just just kind of goes off on him and why she hates him so much. And so the next morning, he hands her this long letter of why he's not actually a horrible person. And why she's just mistaken. And then every movie decides the the book ends there. Anyway, uh, I st- I still have no input. Yeah, <laughs> no I input. still haven't read the book, so I don't know anything. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, we we didn't get. In- yeah. Um, I'm getting a new computer. That's mm-hmm. pretty exciting, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So my the computer that I've been using. Um. Actually, I guess for the entirety of my game development career uh, is is essentially crumbling to dust dust as we speak. <laughs> it's it's eight years old. Uh, it's it's been through some stuff, and uh, I now basically have to restart it every twelve hours or so because it's so cripplingly slow after that amount of time. <laughs> so it's done. I'm replacing my desktop with a, a laptop now. Um, with the idea being that my work will be a little more portable than it has been. I think you you just use a laptop, right? You don't have a desktop. Yeah, I I don't have a desktop for the reason I don't really know what desktops are. <laughs> I haven't really ever used one, so really, I mean, I've I've only used desktops. Like I, you know, got my first computer when I was in high school or whatever, and like basically laptops didn't even exist, or if they did, they were giant bricks. Um, I've basically only used desktop since then. Um, uh, last time I went to upgrade, I, I, I think I asked around on Twitter if Twitter was around or I asked around somewhere, uh, asking if, uh, other game developers use laptops and they said, no, no, laptops are not powerful enough to make games on. So I, you know, I said, oh, okay. And got another desktop, but, uh, it seems things have changed in the last eight years. Uh, Our games are not very, I guess, processor yeah. intensive. <laughs> There's also that. I probably it probably didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that was fun thing actually at Retro Game Con was people were being like, I don't know if this game's gonna run on my computer. I'm like, this game can run on a toaster. You're fine. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've I've been really I've been thinking a lot of the last several months how it would be fun to switch to a laptop just so like if I want to I don't have to stay in my office all day every day I can work on the couch, the kitchen table or you know go to Starbucks for an afternoon and and you know just for a change of scenery. Uh or if I need to go like get my car fixed, I can just bring my work with me. I mean, this is all like very baseline stuff for people who have used laptops before that this is not exactly relevatory, but it is for me. <laughs> yeah. Very, very excited about this. So I had my friend who actually knows anything about computers help me uh, pick out a good one. And he said I might even be able to play like actual games on it too, which is very exciting. That could be. Yeah. <laughs> Which I again is it <laughs> with my eight year old computer that wasn't like a powerful computer when I bought it. Like I'm excited to upgrade to something that's actually decently modern. 
So I know this has not been very interesting, but I, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, no, 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 that that makes mm-hmm. sense, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> I'm just trying to think, did we get any questions in our mailbag? We did not. I, I didn't ask until uh, 20 minutes before I started recording. Uh, I, someone liked the tweet where I asked for questions. Um, we can we can we can try to look up random questions. I could read a, a new review. How about that? Let's see what people have been saying about Cat President on Steam lately. Oh no, no <laughs> review well, story reviewed... time. Uh, Michael and Paul read the internet to you. <laughs> this game mm. is the worst game I have ever no, played. Our reviews are very positive. It says very positive. Ooh, very uh, positive. This is a fun little game with an admittedly silly premise. I think I got my money's worth. Make America Thunderpaw. <laughs> uh, Tay-Tay says, good stories. Uh, James Porter says, cat president, cat president, cat president. Oops, sorry, I did not see you there. This game is a wonderful piece of cat president, cat president, cat president. Oops, sorry. I do not know what went over me, but this game is you should buy at all costs. You must. This is an amazing game and worth the time and effort. Cat president, cat president, cat president, cat president. <laughs> they played the game for, it says, uh, 0.4 hours. <laughs> so that's, that, that's 15 minutes. So that, so that happened, I guess. That's, that's 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm really excited about, uh, the internet, uh, court script. We've been, going kind of back and forth over the last few months uh doing script revisions and i and i think i'm i just the, the game makes me so happy i'm really i'm really looking forward to uh moving into filming yeah i feel like you've been putting more thought into it than i have i guess <laughs> it's like does this make sense that they jump from the user boards to whatever i think i just i, I had no problem just like okay i'll just completely rewrite it with whatever random thing off the top of my head makes sense at the time <laughs> yeah Oh, it's fun. I don't know. I've, I've, yeah. I think we've talked about this before, but I'm, I'm really getting into this part of game development where, where you know, you write the thing, and then I, I try to give my input and add some funny stuff where I think of it. Uh, I don't know. It, I find it very fulfilling, and I'm really excited to, to see how this finally plays out. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah. Um, once we're like a hundred percent on the script, I'm gonna start uh, setting up a casting call. I think like I did for Pizza Boy. Um, with information about the roles we're casting for and how many lines each one has and if they need, like, any props. Like, one of the characters has to draw a tattoo on themselves, <laughs> and I feel like it would be good if that wasn't a surprise for that actor, that they had to do that after they already said they accepted the role. I mean, they don't have to actually get a tattoo. But... <laughs> yes, yes, that's okay. <laughs> they can if they want. <laughs> really show some dedication to the role, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that's so that's basically going to be the next project from Orox Studios. I think so. Yeah, yeah. That and uh, and Pizza Boy. P- pizza Boy. That's right. So, yeah, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Those these these are the two games: the Pizza Delivery Boy who saved the world and Internet Court. Those are the two games that right now that are kind of racing to see who can get finished next. <laughs> kind of like how Cat President and uh, the Beard in the Mirror were racing against each other last year. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it looks like 
for me, you know, I've got yeah. the the Pride and Prejudice script. Yeah, yeah. Racing against Mermaid, Mission Titanic. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice might oh, win so just because games. I don't need to draw pictures for it, but I have to proofread <laughs> like two hundred pages. So oh, have fun. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> just just. Does Choice of Games have proofreaders for that? I don't know. It's hosted games, uh, though. They, yeah, hosted games does, yeah. I don't know. I know their real thing has uh, proofreaders. <laughs> uh, I don't know that they do. I don't know that the other, yeah, the Choice of Games label does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what games have you been playing lately? Since, since you mentioned that this is supposed to be a podcast where we talk about games we're playing, what have you been playing? I've been playing um, Leighton's Mystery Journey, Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy, uh, which is... Oh, is that the is that the new one? It's the new Professor Leighton game yeah. um, without Professor Leighton in it. It's it's starring his daughter, Catriel, okay. who has not appeared in any of the other games, ever been mentioned before, ever. Um, Wasn't there a game about his sons before, too? Yeah, who, again, were never mentioned in any games before, <laughs> or they... since. Uh... <laughs> they... Did they come up in this game? Did any of these people mention the fact that they have siblings? No, or, um, I don't know how to describe it. I, I, you know, I was thinking about going on a rant, uh, writing a review just so I can rant about it, but, uh, apparently what happened is that Professor Layton, uh, he, he gave Catriel, like, this big riddle slash puzzle, because that's what he likes to do. Cause... Of course. And then he disappeared, and he's been missing for, like, six months, and nobody's heard anything from him. And, you know, they they sort of mention this throughout the game. I felt like, okay, they're building up to this big finale, right? No! No, it's just just background. We're just mentioning, oh, by the way, nobody's heard from her father. Oh and, and, and Has he been murdered? In <laughs> six months. I know! It's like, why would you even bring that up if you're just going to completely ignore it? Oh. What does his uh, best friend Phoenix Wright think about this? I don't know. I don't know. Well, that... I mean, I kind of feel like that should be the mystery. Yeah. It, it, Where's Dad? They Nobody mention knows. it a couple of times, but, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's say it, it gets mentioned, say, like, five or so times over the course of the game. I feel like if and my dad a... just went missing, that would consume me a little more than it appears to be doing to this character. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah, anyway, that just kind of bugged me. Whereas it didn't so much with the, the game about Leighton's sons, because... He's not doing anything that would require dad. Nothing bad is happening to dad. Yeah. It's like he's solving murder mysteries in Scotland Yard, and he's totally fine. He's competent and can do all this stuff on his own. Anyway, yeah, that that just really bugged me um, that they bring up all this. I mean, they mentioned Professor Layton like five times only to completely just ignore it. it. That was a problem for me. Yeah, that's very upsetting. The other main issue I had with the game, I guess... The other main storyline that they kind of ignored is, um, I don't know how much you know about this game, but she's got a talking dog. Okay. This happens in the prologue. A dog just shows up at her uh, detective's agency saying, hey, I've been turned into a dog. I've got amnesia. I don't know who I am or where I come from. Will you please solve my mystery? (laughs) And she's all like, "Uh, maybe. And she's she... not all, whoa, you can talk. No, she's not. It's actually <laughs> hilarious, but 
she completely drops they completely drop that storyline too they don't even bother going into the question of who the talking dog is or where he comes from or what his amnesia is he's just a hilarious talking dog sidekick for the rest of the game which works he's a great sidekick he's hilarious he makes all sorts of great dog jokes (laughs) but (laughs) this just makes me want to play the sequel where they've solved these mysteries that, that were brought one. up in the first game. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Tie up some of these loose ends, these enormous dangling cord cords of loose ends. Yeah, but it really was designed, I guess, for, for the mobile platform and not for the 3DS. It's basically... Oh, is this, wait, was this a mobile one too? Or Yeah, it was released uh, for mobile first, actually. Um, yeah, iOS and Android first, yeah. So um, each case, it's it's... It's like 12 smaller cases, and each case is about an hour and a half, two hours, depending on if you want to solve, like, all the puzzles or not. And I imagine on mobile, you got you could, like, buy all the cases at once, or you could buy each yeah, one separately, yeah. and so on and so forth. But, yeah, I mean, just a bunch of smaller, uh, uh, I guess, more independent stories, as opposed to latent games where, you know... Each it would be one whole game, and you know it'd be split up into different chapters, but everything would be all interconnected. You, you played the one game, right? Uh, I played part of. Actually, did I finish that one? Maybe I finished it. The 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 time elevator one. Yeah, the time. Yeah, so it really wasn't. It wasn't like this game where it's like, okay, we solve this one mystery, one two hour mystery. Throw that aside. Now we solve another two hour mystery, yeah, and so yeah. on. Yeah, the time elevator one was just like one big mystery, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, one big storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. So we got a bunch of smaller mysteries, like okay, who robbed the bank, or what? You know, this person has a missing cat, or this person has. Sounds like they're ripping off the Francie Drew and Friends collection, personally. Yeah, this person has a, a haunted house mystery, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> all sorts of those things. I don't know, it was interesting. I'd say um, half of the cases were really good. Some of them had silly solutions. Um, mm. The final case I thought would be a lot would be a lot more than it actually was. I thought it would tie in a lot of the uh, you know previous storylines, like you know, Dad has gone missing. Dad, the main character of the series, is is <laughs> <Where's> gone. Dad? <laughs> Nobody knows where he know is. Whose no. mom? Too. I would be asking that. <laughs> <laughs> Who is mom? Yeah, I don't recall there being any love interests in the Professor Layton canon, uh, at least in the one game plus the Phoenix Wright crossover that I played. Oh, and the crossover, his love interest was Maya, wasn't it? No. Uh, okay, all right. I'm joking. Phoenix and Maya are forever. I'm <laughs> Layton and Maya, I don't know how that... That probably wouldn't even work. He probably oh. can't even stand to no. be in the same room with her for like, too Isn't Layton like... In his, like, 40s, too? I mean, he's not, like, a young man. I don't think they've said how old he is. He's got friends with kids, though. So, I mean, you know, the Mm. young, like, 8-year-old boy or 10-year-old boy he hangs out with Mm. is basically his buddy's kid, so... (laughs) That feels kind of weird, too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, he's old enough. He's actually got his own daughter, Flora. It's not actually his daughter, um... Whatever you call it. At the end of the first game, Wait, he basically... Wait, the eight-year-old? No, at the end of the first game, um, there's this girl. I, I have no idea how old she is. Anyway, he gets made her guardian. 
Uh, oh, Professor Layton does. Yeah, Professor Layton gets made okay, of sorry, Guardian. That was before the they. Yeah, that was before they knew there would be multiple games in the series, and they're like, "Darn, now we have to bring her back," <laughs> but she's really not an interesting character. Oh, jeez. Huh. Yeah, so uh, I've been playing. I actually just talked about this on the Game Cola podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, GameCola.net, uh, if anyone wants to go check that out. Uh, but I've been playing this fantastic visual novel called Steins Gate that. Uh, kind of a sci-fi game that I would recommend to literally anybody. It's it's awesome. Um, but I've also <laughs> been replaying this uh, action RPG from the Xbox 360 uh, called Infinite Undiscovery, <laughs> uh, which is a game about trying to break the chains that people have strapped to the moon and connected to the Earth. <laughs> it's, it's very weird. I don't know. I, uh, Lizzo and I both kind of played it uh, when we first got an Xbox, um, and I gave up really quickly because I didn't like the save points. Um, I kept dying and then having to replay stuff, and I do not like that. Uh, but she persisted, and, and she seemed to be pretty into it. I would watch you over her shoulder every now and then, and the game just has this this really like goofy but not intentionally goofy <laughs> tone to it that I, that I was into. Uh, kind of like Enchanted Arms, uh, which is, I think, around the same time and the same system, but, but yeah, my, 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 I guess the favorite part has been that, um, so you play as this kind of, uh, this, this quote unquote hero who's kind of thrust into this position without really wanting to be in this position. He's not much of a fighter. He's kind of learning along the way to be a fighter. Um, he saves this town, he saves this woman and the woman, uh, tells him that she would do anything for him. And his eyes just go wide and he just says anything and it's just like the stupid joke they keep coming back to over and over again whenever we meet this character he like <laughs> wink winks at her and says and don't forget you said you'd do anything for me it's <laughs> equal parts upsetting and hilarious and <laughs> which really kind of describes my feelings on the game as a whole. Uh, infinite Undiscovery, if anyone else wants to look into this and has an Xbox 360, I guess. <laughs> uh, Alrighty. <but> yeah. <laughs> I, on that note, uh, I think that about does it uh, for this month's episode of the podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen, and Michael is at Argelfump, which, as we all know, is spelled exactly as it sounds. Uh, you can check out all of our games on Steam or itch.io, or you can just visit oarock.com for the complete library. Our theme song is Dead Monster by March of the Danger Men. You can check them out on SoundCloud. Um, and I wanted to say again that we have a new game coming out in December, December the 5th, the Francie Drew and Friends Collection, which if you've been listening to this podcast, you probably know all about by now. Um, it's, you know, a little anthology of short, weird visual novels um so be sure to check that out if you want edit you can add it to your wish list right now if you're listening to this before the pot before the game is released uh and finally if you have any questions about game development or our game specifically we would love to hear them just email them to podcast at oarock.com and is there anything you would like to add michael uh no thank you very much please please buy the game Yes, please buy the game. Like I said, nobody responded to my press release. Please, please, please. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.
Hello, testing, one, two. This is Paul Franzen here with the podcast. That's definitely how the intro goes.